You are my fire, the <laughs> my one, one desire. desire. Believe when I, I say nostalgia so. is everywhere today. Hello, Monique Bowley here with another bonus episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud. We are saying goodbye to 2016 with the moments, the trends, the big themes of the year. Were you wearing a choker this year? Denim overalls and a crop top? Were you watching Full House and wondering why everyone was playing Pokemon again? 2016 was the year the 90s came back. Joining me for a nostalgia fest is Mia Friedman and the host of Mamma Mia's TV podcast, The Binge, Laura Brodnick. Hello. Hey, Mons. <laughs> are we also saying goodbye to the 90s at the end of 2016? I Again? No, I don't think we are. We'll get to that at the end. But first of all, let's talk about what we've seen. Laura, when did you begin to notice the 90s creeping in? You're sort of a child of pop culture. Tell us when you noticed it. Um, it was in January, actually, when the raft of new shows that were coming to TV were announced, and they were Fuller House, X-Files, MacGyver. For a second there, I thought I'd like flipped like the wrong page in the TV guide, like I got one picked up one from 1990. But they'd actually just brought back the cast of all these shows and rebooted them for a, um, a modern audience. What about Gilmore Girls? That's come back too, hasn't it? Yeah, and that did start in the really late 1990s, but it's not so much like a cult 90s show. Like these ones like Fuller House where X-Files, MacGyver, like those kind of shows like defined the 90s, like mm. all our fashion and like our catchphrases and everything came from those shows. And they'd been off air for like 20 years. And the fact that they brought original cast back is just, I guess, saying that those people are kind of struggling and needed some money. It's not just limited to TV. So there's movies that are being rebooted as well. Cruel Intentions is being remade for TV. And oh. My Best Friend's Wedding with Julia Roberts. Remember that from 97? Really? That's coming back to TV. Yeah. Do you know what else they did remade this year? Ab Fab. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. That's another one to throw in. Mia, tell us about fashion. Well, I had one of those moments when I walked into either Topshop or H&M and... It was just a time warp. There were mum jeans, there were bodysuits, there were crop tops. Oh my god, mum jeans. Mum jeans. Denim overalls. Do you know the difference between me and you guys is that I was there for the first time around. The 90s was when I uh, got my first job. I'd finished school in 89, so the 90s were really my adult, my first decade of being an adult. Mm. And I was working at Clio, which was pretty 90s all in itself. It was the peak of women's magazines in ninety in the 90s. And all of those things were huge, like jackets with shoulder pads and, and all of that. It was all quite 90s and friends. And so I haven't done a single thing this next time around. Like all the TV shows, nah. It's just less interesting when you did it the first time. I've seen you wearing a slip dress with a T-shirt underneath it. Oh, my God, that is one thing I have been doing. Okay, I have been doing a bit of 90s fashion. That has been a very exciting moment for me because I don't like to show my arms. I just don't. It's just not my thing. But I have a lot of tops with little shoestring straps, so I love a dress with either a singlet underneath or a t-shirt underneath. Have you gone with the dark matte lipstick that's back in too? Well, I do, did reconnect with my friend Poppy King, funnily enough. Mm. I went straight to the source. Mm. And I, uh, I'm i a bit funny with matte lipsticks because I remember spending a lot of the 90s picking bits of dead dry skin off my lips because matte lipsticks look great after a couple of weeks. Mm. You're just peeling like you've got sunburnt lips. But the new matte formulas are definitely a lot better. And Poppy King now has a whole new range called Lipstick Queen, and I've become completely into that. I also noticed in music sphere that 
New Kids on the Block uh, retoured with Boys to Men and 98 Degrees. And the Spice Girls floated the idea of a reunion as well. They can't stop fighting, so they can't get their shit together. And in um, Gaming Land, Pokemon Go made a massive comeback, Laura. It did. So that was like a huge thing from the 90s. Like we'd all watched on, um, on TV. There was that huge anime series and like in, in like the playground, the swap cards were like a huge thing. And so when it came back this year on, on a phone and you could actually go out into the world and chase these Pokemon for real on the app, it just like took over. Even though like so many people got arrested or got injured, it was still a fun time. That was like peak 90s kids. And it was all when people in their 30s because like, we're all, you know, we've got jobs now, careers, kids, like life is kind of, we're at that stage now. We just want to go back and relive our childhood. So I think that's why Pokemon was so, like, such a huge phenomenon this year. Yeah. And in the same vein, Nintendo re-released their Super Nintendo from the 90s where we all played Super Mario Kart. They brought that back out and it keeps selling out and again and again and again. And people are literally knocking each other over to get to it in Target and things. It's just crazy. Yeah, exactly. Anything from the 90s because there's such a huge market for it. Also, they can charge more this time around for everything. I've noticed that like chokers are more expensive, Doc Martens are more expensive, you have to pay to use Pokemon Go, so because it's got that kind of vintagey feel. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we're happy to fork out our money for a bit of nostalgia. Gosh, so, vintage. I've become vintage. <laughs> so let's talk about the why. Why are we all yearning to be nostalgic, Mia? Why do you think it is? Well, I know that this isn't the politics recap, but even if you look at Donald Trump's campaign with this idea of make us make America great again, I think when we look back to the past, we see it as a simpler time, um, a happier time. The, the human brain tends to forget pain and unpleasant um, and unpleasantness and likes to look back through rose-colored glasses, whether it's childbirth or um, fashion or anything and for for people who grew up in the 90s particularly you guys who were children in the 90s your life was pretty good and uncomplicated then you didn't have to worry about anything that you have to worry about now so of course that is going to be a trigger for you to feel secure and comfortable and it's like comfort food but like pop culture comfort food mm. Laura, what do you think about the idea that it's um, this pop culture comfort food because of the acceleration of the pace of life and of digital culture that we want to go back to a time when it was all analogue where we weren't online? Yeah, I think that kind of feel, breeds into it, that whole idea of innocence. But it's also like it's so hard to get people's attention nowadays, especially with movies and TV and pop culture, stuff like that. We've got so many shows dropping on all the um, streaming services on TV, and I think these networks are thinking, what can we do to grab these people's attention? And it's like, so they just drop these little things in front of us, like here's a Fuller House reboot, here's, you know, the X-Files, all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of becomes like event television because it's something we never thought would happen. And so that's why Fuller House was like, the most watched Netflix show ever um, with the huge amount of people that like tuned in to watch it because it's that novelty factor and that's so hard to get now. So the 90s is like kind of a sweet spot for that. Mm. And we're all like a marketer's dream. Like we all fall for it every time. Like I do. You know, just like if, if they, Netflix puts it forward with these people I grew up watching, I'll like watch anything they put out there. Yeah, I also think that um, the 90s was almost the last time that we did things en masse. Things are so much more fragmented now. There's so much more choice. So in 30 years... If people are nostalgic about 2016 and you did a remake of Girls, that would be a very niche audience. Mm-hmm. Even something like Offspring would be a very niche audience. Mm-hmm. Back in those days where there were only like three channels in the 90s, mm-hmm. 
everyone had to watch the same things. So you've automatically got a much, much bigger audience for a remake of something like Full House than you do for the launch of a new show when it's competing against a hun- literally a hundred other new shows that are launching on a hundred different platforms that same year. And I think nostalgia isn't limited to millennials, but I think the reason we are seeing so much 90s nostalgia is because of the demographics on the dominant social media, which is Facebook. Because on Facebook, uh, 30% of the users are 25 to 34. So that's 520 million users in that age group all feeling the pull of nostalgia. And you know when everything can be accessed on the internet, it's it's just become this echo chamber of nostalgia because it evokes feeling. And what do you want to do on your fo- social media? You want to share those feelings with people. And so it's just it's become this echo chamber of the 90s because we all yeah, we're just sharing that 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 warm fuzzy feeling and the bittersweet moments that we'll never get back again. Do you think I'm too old to re-wear the trends from the 90s? <laughs> no. Oh, my God, that's a nervous giggle. You do think that I am? No, I think you can wear whatever the hell you want. There's no rules. But, look, slip dresses are, are just lovely. They can be really fun mm. over a T-shirt. Yeah, and the final shirts that are coming back and the jelly shoes. You know what? 90s fashion was more comfortable, I'm realising, too, as I'm starting to fill my closet with 90s clothes. Final shirts, comfortable. Doc yeah. Martens, much better than the heels I've been wearing. Birkenstocks? Chokers, comfortable. Yeah. Chokers? Chokers aren't comfortable. Yeah, no, because the no, the new ones are because you buy deluxe chokers now from all like the um all the chain stores, and they're like these really lovely like satins and stuff. Back in my day, scrunchies day. haven't come back. Oh no, oh Selena Gomez is trying they, to bring yes, them back. I brought, I bought <laughs> scrunchies. Have. I bought scrunchies this week. Did you? Yeah, they're yeah. starting to filter through. You can buy them next to the chokers and like Sports Girl and Forever New and stuff. But you're wow. right, Laura. They're expensive. I remember sewing my own scrunchies on the sewing machine when I was in primary school. Yeah. See, now you've got an order a scrunchie online. It comes like all like bespoke and it's like $50. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you both. Thank you, Laura Brodnick, child of the 90s, host of our TV podcast, The Binge. And thank you, Mia, wearer of dresses with T-shirts under them. Thanks, Mons. Thanks, Mons. Rock on. Coming up tomorrow, it's the year we filmed absolutely everything. YouTube's been around for 11 years, but suddenly there was Snapchat, Instagram stories, Facebook Live, and if you didn't film something, it never happened. Did you know that more people watch Kylie Jenner's Snapchat every day than the number of people in Australia who watched the Royal Wedding and the 2005 Australian Open Final combined? And those were the two most watched Australian broadcasts of all time. It's crazy. What does it all mean? Talk to you then.